0: Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining us again. Um, another topic that I was interested in chatting with you about, which again is just so common amongst my clients, these expats all over the world, is determining the right currency for their investment portfolio. A lot of them just want to have these simple, low-cost portfolios, but they're a little bit perplexed about the right currency to go about doing this. You know, the reality is it may be a cross-border couple. They're, you know, paid in one currency. Um, they've got money in a bank over here. They think they may retire over there. So can you just maybe, I'll get you, you know, ramble a little bit on, on your viewpoint on how people should go about determining the right currency for their situation?
1: Well, I, I think you know for starters the if they don 't really know where they want to be retired, they could build a portfolio that has um, that 's equivalent to global market capitalization, so they could keep it really really simple then if they don 't know where they want to retire, um, because you and I in the past have talked about home currency exposure or home market exposure, and if you don 't know what that 's going to be. I think it's fine, just fine, to go with something totally global. Global stock index and a global bond index. Bob's your uncle, you're pretty good with that. It, the interesting question too becomes the, the secondary question, and it's probably the one you get asked all the time, mm-hmm. is it's, well, which one, which currency do I actually purchase it in? And I think that's is that the question that you're asking, because yeah, yep. yeah it, comes and I, it comes up a lot, and I get asked that as well. And people have a hard time with this part. If you buy a global stock market index that's priced in USD, it's not an investment in the US dollar. If you buy a global stock index that's priced in Great British Pounds, it's not an investment in the pound. In each case, you're investing in a multitude of currencies, and the price listed on that actual ETF is just an illusion. So I'm going to give you an example here. Let's say you take you take two investors and they're both paid in Emirati dirhams, So they're from, mm-hmm. they're, they're from Dubai. And they each want to buy a global stock market ETF. So one of them buys one that's priced in British pounds. Mm-hmm. So you'll see the price in British pounds this person has to convert their Durham's to British pounds to make the purchase. And they purchase the, the Global Stock Market Index w, w or VWRL. So that's price in pounds. Mm-hmm. The other says, I'm gonna be buying VWRD, which is price in USD. So they convert their Durhams into USD. Well, neither investor receives any kind of deal or disadvantage based on the currency conversion required to buy the global stock index priced in either USD or pounds. And to think otherwise is to fall for a giant optical illusion.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So let's assume now, just to take this example and expand it, let's assume that they each take 10,000 Durham to buy their respective ETFs. Now let's assume that the one that buys the global stock index priced in U S dollars. Let's assume that at the end of the year, they gain 10% in U S dollars. And now let's assume that the person that bought it in pounds is listed in pounds, but it's the same index. Let's assume that their price gain listed in pounds is 20%.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who made more money? Well, For most people, they would say, well, in that case, I guess the one in pounds made more money, but that's the illusion. They made exactly the same amount. If they took their year-end proceeds and they liquidated it in both cases, and then they converted those proceeds back to Mm Emirati-Durham, what they'll find is that they end up with the exact same amount in Emirati Durham. So each of them would have made the exact same gain in Emirati Durhams.
0: So really, if they're viewing it from the perspective they made more money, they're viewing it really from the perspective of how a currency speculator would view it. True?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because they're not, not really buying... They're buying an entire global market and a whole basket of different currency. So again, that the currency itself is just the is just the illusion. There are some people too that will say, "Geez, I'm not going to buy VWRL because I'm afraid that the British pound will drop, yeah. and I'm not. I don't trust the British pound." Well, you know what happens? It's what people don't understand is if they do buy it, VWRL and it's priced in British pounds, and the British pound collapses. Well, when it reports its actual gain, it will report a ridiculously high gain to compensate for the fact that the British pound has fallen because it's not an investment in British pounds. And so it'll look like it's made, I don't know, it might look like it's made an 80% return in a given year where the British pound may have collapsed. So this is something that's hard for a lot of investors to get their heads around, the notion that the the actual listed currency in the ETF is just an illusion, and it means nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let me put you on the spot here, if you don't mind, because I'm a practitioner. I'm not talking to these people. You get a couple that uh, let's just say they're living in Singapore. They're they getting paid in the Sing dollar, and uh, you know she's from France, and he's from Scotland. And they think they're going to retire in Europe. What would be your advice if they said, Andrew, what's the currency we should
1: invest in? <laughs> well, if they're going to go into Europe, uh, and if we decide, hey, they really are going to retire in Europe, maybe they'll want a, a European sure. currency exposure. So perhaps their bond allocation might be uh, it might be a European bond. European Mm -hmm. government bond, or maybe they'll have both just for diversification, maybe they'll have a global government bond and a European government bond, then their stock exposure might have a slight uh, bias towards the European market.
0: As far as the currency they use, they actually trade in?
1: As far as the currency they trade in, um, if they're in Singapore and they're earning Singapore dollars, at some point, they're going to have to convert a currency anyway. So they might as well choose the euro.
0: So that they make
1: one conversion rather than double the conversion (laughs) later. So if they go USD, but they know they're going to be in euros, well, they're going to have to at some point be spending euros. So they're going to have to do a double conversion. That in itself is not a big deal, but it's just the spread. You know, they'll just be paying the difference in the spread. So a lot of people will think, well, I want to try and figure out where the euro is going to go relative to the USD and the Singapore market. That's irrelevant. The only real difference is going to be that if they pay a double spread, so they're yeah. earning Singapore dollars, they buy USD listed ETFs. When they sell them and they're in the Netherlands, well, they're going to be converting to euros because they're going to buy their groceries in euros. So they'll pay two spreads, just a bid-ask spread between the two yeah. currencies. One, when they move from Singapore dollars to the euros. And then, sorry, from Singapore dollars to US, if that's what they chose to do. Mm. And then, if they do it again from USD to euros. So, they might as well just say, hey, we're in Singapore, we're in Singapore dollars, we're going to be retiring in Europe. Let's just build a portfolio that's listed, prices are listed in euros.
0: Okay, yeah. And that's really what I have come to believe as well is that you, to the extent that you have confidence about where you're going to end up, is you try to use that currency. And of course, a bit of the plight of the expat as they move around and who knows, they make a decision now, but that's, that's not something, I think if they're good, consistent savers, they stick with their plan that they can certainly use other currencies later. If they end up being somewhere they didn't think to be great stuff, Andrew, appreciate it.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the plan vision podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.